everyone, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is the man who is not Iron Man, but the CEO of Tyler Enterprises. Tyler, I don't know your last name. Okay, so for this press conference, uh, I know that we uh, usually go off script pretty, so I'm just going to stick with the cards this time. The truth <laughs> is, I am Iron Man. <laughs> Uh, you get goosebumps? I bet you got goosebumps just now. Goosebumps, little goosebumps. Uh, put a P. If we had, if we did this video style, I would say put a PNG of goosebumps on the screen. But we don't do this video style. <laughs> We'd probably get more attraction if we did this video style. But whatever. Um, It'd be funnier. It would be. F- I put up a. I put up a novel of goosebumps just to make it funnier. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have ended the Fast and the Furious uh, marathon. Uh, we have done Godzilla, we've done DC Animated Universe, we've done Fast and the Furious, uh, we've done Dragon Ball, and now it is time to move into what many consider the seminal uh, movie experience of the modern era, or in some to may say it's a detriment, but we're not going to get into that now. We're going to now, our next phase of Cinema Shot, we'll be reviewing The Infinity Saga. Yes, we are doing all 22 movies of the, of, I was going to say phase one, but that's only four movies, or five. Um, It's like six. Yeah, something like that. Um, uh, All 22 films from Iron Man to Endgame in uh, order of release. Also, we'll be talking about the... um, uh, the, the the like the bonus shots because those thanks to Disney Plus they actually archive them in order so those we'll talk about those as well um, okay. at, like like uh, what like like I'll there's none for this one so they don't start coming till Avengers so we got a while before we have to discuss them um, all right so let's go ahead and talk about today we are kicking it off of course with Iron Man which just hit its 15th anniversary which means I have been out of high school for 15 years God fucking damn it. Um, yeah, I, I was only 15 when this movie came out. That's crazy. I can't even can't even believe it's been that long. Okay, uh, we like to preface this, uh, Tyler. Uh, obviously, what was your experience before this movie came out? Because obviously, we had no idea. I don't. I okay. So I'll, I'll go. Ahead. What was your experience leading up to the movie? Because we knew very little about the grander plans of what the MCU would be later on. But what were your thoughts going into okay. Iron Man One? Alright, so, uh, just to give a heads up for uh, a lot of the future movies going forward, uh, I'm not a comic book reader. Like, uh, there are only a few superheroes that I had prior knowledge to before going into the MCU prior. So, uh, my knowledge for most of these superheroes were pretty limited up until the movies actually came out. As for Iron Man himself, uh, he was one of the lesser-known superheroes that I had known about. Like, I knew there was a TV show back uh, in circulation in the 90s, but I never saw it. Like, it was mostly Batman the Animated Series and uh, X-Men and Spider-Man and all that stuff. Uh, So Iron Man Man kind of slipped under my radar. However, um, there is one part of Iron Man that isn't a part of the Marvel Universe that I am aware of, and that is the song by Black Sabbath, which is featured in this movie, by the way. And that is because my dad is a savant of... uh, early 70s to mid-90s rock music, and he would play this song all the time on his guitar, and it's one of my favorites. I love it. And, uh, yeah, I was actually kind of excited going into Iron Man, because you know, just seeing a new superhero face, and uh, 
Uh, based on what I've seen from promotional images, um, it looks uh, pretty faithful to the source material. Uh, so, I, funny enough, uh, I am the comic creator, so I'll, I won't be doing um, actually, but, because uh, I actually think the MCU does a good job of, like, incorporating storylines into its uh, movies. Um, but I was a comic creator, so I remember the first time I heard they were doing an Iron Man movie in a comic book because they were advertising as sweepstakes. Be a, be a, uh, I think it was, like, be a guest star or, or, or an extra on the upcoming Hulk and Iron Man movies. And I had heard they were doing a Hulk movie. Because we had had a Hulk movie before, and said, so, "Wait, they're gonna Lord do thing, Lee. yes, exactly," which we're not gonna cover. I don't know how we're gonna cover that one. Maybe like we'll do a marathon of like offshoot superhero ones that like you know before the MCU that like one and Dunners. one and Dunners, maybe. Yeah, there's not a lot of them. Um, the the uh, like I don't know. Maybe Blade would be a part of that because he only had three. But um, we'll, we'll figure it out. off track already. But um, uh, and I was like, oh, and at, funny enough, and the time. In the comics, Tony was like the most vilified person in the world because he was the evil guy in Civil War who was putting people in a negative zone prison. It's a whole thing. So my person of Tony Stark, Iron Man, was like, "Oh fuck this guy!" Um, and this kind of, this movie kind of helped rehabilitate his image a lot in the comics. Uh, in the comics, but I remember this is funny. You know, I I love to I love to say this because it blows people's minds. This only came out a year after Spider Man Three. And they feel like such different movies. Like, it feels like this is, like... So you had Spider-Man 3, which was, like, like, to many a colossal disappointment. I think it's fine. It definitely has its problems. Yeah, it's whatever. It's, it's, you know, people were really harsh on it. Whatever. It's the the high expectations. But um, we'll talk about that whenever we do all the Spider-Man movies again. Uh, I've done them on another website, but I don't want to do it with you. But um, I remember when that first trailer came out. And they show a lot of what's basically basically the first half of the movie. And I went, oh my god, this is, like, really cool. And, you know, the fact that, like... And you mentioned it, like, we... we most of the movies we got in there were your big guys. Your Superman, Batman, Spider-Man, the X-Men. The, the well-knowns. Iron... And, like, yeah, you had a Blade every now and then. Maybe some other minor characters. Iron Man, while he's not, like, C-list, he's definitely... At least at the time of this movie's release was B-list. So it's like, oh, okay, this could be different. And he became... Now he's one of the most popular characters in the world because of this... The start of this movie. Um... And uh, I remember being very excited uh, to go to go see this. Uh, and, and the first got me really excited was because, again, the concept of, of a shared universe wasn't a thing yet, right? So I, yeah. I remember reading articles like the week the movie came out that S.H.I.E.L.D. was going to be in a movie. And I, went, I, and I remember going, wait, what? And, of course, S.H.I.E.L.D. is the famous spy organization that now everybody knows. But at the time, I was like, they're going to put S.H.I.E.L.D.? And I was like, is Nick Fury going to be in there? And, and, um, and of course, now we know he is, but, like, that whole, like, and, and I forgot how early on they introduced S.H.I.E.L.D. in the movie. Um, like, they, they mentioned the name, um, but... Yeah, it's been a hot minute since, um, I recollected the fact that S.H.I.E.L.D. was even a thing here. Yeah, it's so, it's so brief, and it's, it's, like, integrated into the movie, but, um, I remember being very excited and just, like, like, just, there was a different energy to this, because, like, it didn't, it felt like a new, it literally felt like a new start. Um, especially because you had the Dark Knight come out like three months later, um, which like then you know like it was like it felt like yeah, two thousand eight was a bane year for superhero movies. For, not gonna lie, for a year for sure, yeah. Um, but let's but yeah, so like pre release hype was was real, and you know it, it definitely uh, as uh, I think we could attest. Uh, we'll give our thoughts in a minute, but um, let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. Uh, this was directed by John Favreau with a uh, screenplay by Marcus 
Mark Fergus, Hawk Otsby, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway. Of course, this is based off Iron Man, created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, who is Stan Lee's brother, um, Don Heck, and Jack Kirby, who are the artists, produced by Avi Arad and Kevin Feige. Um, and then, uh, of course, this was released, uh, had a, May re- a U.S. release May 2nd, 2008, with a runtime of 127 minutes. A budget of 130 140 million with a box office of, of 585.8 million. So this unknown character, half a billion dollars, uh, which is, is, is insane. Um, That's crazy. Testament of the movie. And our cast, many of you know them by now, but let's go ahead and break it down. Uh, Robert, Jr., Robert Downey Jr. plays our titular man, leading man Tony Stark, Iron Man. Terrence Howard plays James Rhodey Rhodes. Jeff Bridges is our villain as Obadiah Stane. Gwyneth, uh, Jeff, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow plays Virginia Pepper Potts. They never call her Virginia at all in these movies. It's always Pepper. Um, and uh, uh, Leslie Bibb is Christine Everhart, who, by the way, is still somewhat featured in the MCU. Her name gets taglines and like headlines all the time. Um, uh, Sean Taub is Ho Yinsen, who, who is Tully Stark's fellow captive. As well as we have Farhan Tahir, who plays the villain as Raza and is the leader of the Ten Rings. Paul Bettany, who voices Jarvis, who, oh boy, it, it's so... Okay, we'll get into that later. Um, uh, Clark Gregg is Phil Coulson, who's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, and, of course, John Favreau himself plays Harold Happy Hogan, which in the comics, here's a comic note, Happy Hogan was like Tony's best friend. It was Happy and um, and Pepper, all, like, uh, and, and, and Tony. It was like those three. They were like his supporting cast. So uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's what he is, uh, and of course um, Samuel Jackson as a cameo appearance as Nick Fury, which we'll talk about at the very end. So um, no, uh, obviously I don't want to. I feel like I don't want to put the spoiler in me, but just first thoughts. What was it like going back to rewatching Iron Man one? Uh, so I've seen this movie a couple of times. Like I never actually saw this in theaters. Uh, I only saw this um, after it initially came out on DVD, and from start to finish, like, I was immediately engrossed. Like, there isn't a dull moment, and it was really easy to follow, even though there is a bunch of techno jargon that kind of goes over my head. Uh, But yeah, it's a really entertaining movie uh, from start to finish, and the heart and soul is... Uh, definitely the leading man, which we'll definitely get into. Yeah, um, I remember not sure what to expect. Like, I was an Iron Man fan. Funny enough, I was reading a lot of Iron Man comics. Just that concept. I don't know why, but, like, the name Iron Man just sounds so cool. Um, but, yeah, a lot of it... Uh, the movie rests on Robert Downey Jr. Um, he carries this movie... Not to say that other parts are bad or anything, but a lot of what people remember from this movie is not necessarily the action set pieces, although they are great, um, except for the finale, but that's that's here nor there. But, like, a lot of the charm and that, 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 that Tony Stark wit that will become famous over the course of the next 15 years starts here, and, um, which is funny enough, which is, like, there's a, the... I believe most of this movie was ad-libbed. There wasn't really... A script, from what I remember re- yeah. reading about. Even Gwyneth Paltrow had trouble keeping up with Robert Downey Jr. because he was always off kilter with his lines. Yeah, exactly. And and like, and it, and somehow it worked. Like, and, and the more you watched, I could tell. Like, okay, that doesn't feel like. I think like the, there's a line where Gwyneth Paltrow's talking about like she wants a she wants a drink after nearly kissing her, kissing uh, Tony, and she's like, I want olives, lots of olives, and you you kind of tell she was told to just go with it because I didn't like. 
but for the most part, it, and most of it is is on Tony's uh, shoulders. I think it holds up really, really well. It's still one of my favorite origin movies of like, um, how you see him. He like I I love the opening scene because you see him in the convoy, which I remember that was controversial. The fact that they put it in the in in Afghanistan, um, they didn't like name it specific. It was basically the Middle East, and um. Nobody and like it, 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 like it wasn't. It wasn't trying to make a political statement. It was just like, listen, he's a weapons contractor. He's gonna be there. Of course, he's gonna be there. Um, uh, but what uh, and 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 like you see that dichotomy. How he's this rich playboy. He's egotistical. He's all this. He has sex with anybody he wants to. And now he's basically on a timer of his life. He's going to die, and ultimately realizes that the very his very genius that helped bring him all this fame and fortune and women is hurting so many people. And he has a change of heart to now he wants to become a person. In more ways than one. Yeah. In, in more ways than one, as we're going to find out. Um, and, uh, and, and he wants to basically, it, it's funny enough. That's like a key point with Iron Man stories is that like, it's his stuff is always getting stolen by bad guys or something or something's undermining it to the point where like, he has to take it back. Um, and I for, kind of forgot, like, that that was the plot point for this movie. Uh, it's been so long. Uh, but but what is, uh, what is Iron... Uh, I, don't, I feel like we don't need to go over the, the points of the movie. I feel like most people know them. Would you say that's fair? Or do you think... I would say so. Yeah, so... Billionaire Tony... I'll just go... Billionaire Tony Stark gets captured by some terrorists known as the Ten Rings. Uh, he creates a suit of armor with the help of a, of, of a fellow captive, Hoyinson, and he uses he realize with the help of his arc reactor in his chest, and he realizes he can use that arc reactor to make a better suit of armor to basically uh, stop uh, help like help people around the world and also stop his weapons from hurting, uh, while also decommissioning his company from making weapons because that's how he made his fortune. Um, eventually he finds out that his buddy Obadiah Stane not only uh, sold his ass out, but also sold weapons to the enemy, which I feel like the U.S. government should have gotten involved at that point. Should get involved, like... Probably, Like, yeah. maybe that's why S.H.I.E.L.D. went in there. It's like, that's isn't that treason? I feel like that's treason. Um, uh, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, um... So, and it's basically Tony's hero journey to becoming something bigger than him than just a self-glorified millionaire. Although, he still kind of acts like it in later movies. But he does... Yeah, he does. But he does learn a lesson that, like, there's something bigger than me. Okay. Let's talk about uh, the about the characters themselves first. Let's start with Tony Stark himself, played by Robert Downey Jr., who, by the way, I want to mention, this was, like, his return to fame party because he was much like the character tony stark an alcoholic uh he was he had he was um basically an uh, uh, an outcast and they, they told him that like it like it could be a career studio suicide if they cast him as this role because of his his habit and um now you know he became like hollywood's leading man for like the next for for the at least the next 12 years yeah, it's um, really inspiring to have a uh, real-life redemption story uh, go hand-in-hand with uh, the in-character one. Like, I can totally believe that this man could definitely be Tony Stark um, with all the shit that he's gone through in real life. Yeah, and, and you'll hear this phrase from me a lot during this, but when you hear, like, he's literally just, like, step off the page, that's literally just Tony Stark. Like, he... 
I'm curious to what you think, though. What was, as someone who's not familiar with Tony Stark, which, by the way, you mentioned the Iron Man cartoon, you need to go listen to the 90s intro, the second one. Oh, so good. Anyways, um... Uh, I probably yeah, you should. I'll link, actually, I'll link it to you because there's two versions of it. One's lame, one's better. But what was your impressions of Tony Stark with not knowing who he was? Because I had an idea of what he would be like, but what did you think of his character and Robert Downey Jr.'s performance of uh, of it as a character? So my take on Tony Stark as a character, um, I had absolutely no idea what he was all about. Again, I was just going off the movie with no knowledge of the comics at all. And uh, just seeing him being like uh, a giant rich fuckboy, just uh, doing whatever he wants, uh, going on this uh, journey of self-realization and taking responsibility for his actions, it's pretty cool. Like... You, I actually grew to like him more and more as the movie went on. Like his mannerisms were still charming from start to finish, uh, but just him as a character, uh, you grow to fall in love with him as soon as 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 soon as he uh, get gets the face turn of uh, wanting to stop the Ten Rings and all the all these assholes wanting to take a hold of his weapons. Right. And I actually think like that first scene in the convoy with the soldiers nails it where he's like just chillax. He has this he has that charisma about him. I think we can agree like 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 the, he they're nervous around him and you get the sense that he's important and he's just like, "Eh, whatever, dude. Take a picture of me." And he's making jokes like that. I feel like that sequence and then coupled with the shell shock of you know being you know blown up to hell, does a really great job of establishing. And then you have like when he's at the casino, where he does he neglects his award because he's too busy gambling. Like you get a good paradigm of what Tony what to expect from Tony Stark. Yeah, he's a big ball of unpredictability uh, when it comes to his mannerisms, like. Everything that he says is pretty much solid gold. Like, he's always in control of every conversation that he's in. Like, and he always has, and he always has good chemistry with everyone he comes in contact with as well. Oh, yeah, he, I don't think he has a bad scene with anybody. Um, like, with, like, with Rhodey, with him and, uh, Terrence Howard, man, I wish they would have worked out contracts so he could come back. No disrespect to John Tito, who turned out great. But Terrence, I forgot how good... Terrence Howard and Robert Downey Jr. were in this movie because you felt like they were friends forever, and that Rhodey um, had like has for years. Like there's that scene when they're in the airplane, and Donnie's like ordering a sake, and he's like, "No, I'm not drinking." And then he gets him drinking, and he's like, "You could be something better." Like, like that that you could tell like through his dialogue, through how he spoke, and like how they hung together that they were friends forever. Um, but um, my, I think my favorite bit between the two of them is when he calls Tony while Tony's in the Iron Man suit for the first time in the in the Mark is the Mark Three I think uh, Mark Three Mark yeah. Three and he's like hello is this hi I can't hear you and he clearly sees the UI telling him it's it's uh, it's Rhodey um, and he's like trying to cover for him um, just that playfulness of it all um, or uh, I love his vulnerability he's all I feel like he's his most vulnerable. With Pepper. Like, the most tender moments, the emotional moments of the movie come from between he's with him and Pepper. Yeah, for sure. 
Like, you can tell that there's, like, a romantic tension between the two, even though that they're professional colleagues. Oh, for sure. Um, although, I do love the stinger at the end, where she's like, you know, you need to give me a drink, like last time, when you left me on the roof. And he just goes, yeah. He's like, I fucked I love that they brought that up. That like, he kind of just left her. Um, but, uh, like, like, and again, like, none of the actors are bad, but, like, Sometimes you get a main lead actor, and sometimes they don't gel with everybody. And even like when I talk about Obadiah Stane, um, Obadiah Stane, like I thought, like him and Tony did a great job of like, like I wouldn't say polar opposites, but like that me- that father that father figure son relationship uh, worked out really really well. Yeah, I say they bounce off pretty well, even though. Um their ideologies conflict with each other, especially during the end. Oh, for sure. But, like, you could tell that, you know, Obadiah and, like, Tony trusted Obadiah. Like, his, like, like that was his father's best friend. Um, his closest friend. Um, and, and, uh, well, t- I guess we'll talk about Obadiah's performance by Jeff Bridges in a moment, but, like, 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 I know Artie, and I, like, RDJ gets a lot of the credit because he deserves it because he, name a bad scene he has in this, in this movie. He doesn't have one. I can't name one. He, I'm sorry. He doesn't. And if he does, like, it's probably because the CGI looks weird or, like, the suit looks a little bit weird. But it's not just pure acting. Like, even him just... This is going to sound stupid, but him just building shit and, like, the scenes where he's making the Iron Man suit, the Mark II, the silver one, and it's just kind of like him experimenting and he just makes it look authentic and, like, like he's making something for real. Yeah. Like, in those moments, I believe that he actually is Tony Stark, just tinkering away in his lab, building Iron Man suits on Moss. Exactly. Um, and, and I think that's what's, I think that's great about it. Um, yeah, like, he, he deserves every, every bit of praise. Um, and I, I think we should move on to the villain, though, uh, with Obadiah Stane, who may get some flack, but it's played... That's the one thing about, like, I remember noticing about Marvel movies is that, like, they casted good actors in this because you look at the movies previously like yeah X-Men had a good cast Spider-Man had a good cast but any bad superhero movie would just cast whoever and just hope for the best no they went after Academy Award winners for this one Terrence Howard had an Academy Award Jeff Bridges had Academy Awards I I think I don't know if RDJ had one but he was definitely nominated I think maybe um but like I think or, or at least hot cal- actors of high caliber and no other actor to me speaks like that more than than Jeff Bridges as Obadiah Stane. Yeah, I think out of all of them uh, at that point, uh, Jeff Bridges was the highest rated actor. Uh, everyone knows him as the dude from The Big Lebowski. Yeah, and I think and I think he we we will not never not make jokes about that. True, and he was also in True Grit that came out the same year. But like I. I loved. Okay, I'm curious. What did, what was your what did you thought of Obadiah Stane and um, and Jeff Bridges' performance as as of their own? like like I like Stane um, like as a villain and as like a sort of polar opposite to Tony Stark. Uh, he is the quintessential jackal in a suit. Like he talks nice uh, to everyone around him when he uh, wants something. But in reality, he's a greedy warmonger that profiteers off of uh, other people's success. Like, he put... He he sells out Tony Stark to a bunch of Afghani terrorists just so he could steal his shit and gain a profit. Like, how could you be even uh, more despicable than that? 
uh, until we get to the later movies anyway. Right. Um, what I love is that, like, he, like it's that chameleon. He he's he's like he's literally two faced. Where he puts up this very nice upfront. Um, he rides a scooter to his off to to the lab, which is I thought was really funny. Um, was it a scooter? I think it was a scooter. Um, it's a segue. It's a segue. That's what it was. Um, and, and like, also he has the best line read in the entire movie. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave! With a box you know, of... my original... My original opening for this episode was Tony Stark was able to edit this episode in a cave with Adobe Flash. <laughs> I'm not Tony Stark. I love, I love that line. That line reading is, like, perfect. But I love, like, when, like, okay, the, the scene to me that highlights... Obadiah Stane and Jeff Bridges' like, chilling performance is when um, uh, it's two of them when he he goes to meet uh, the uh, the leader of the Ten Rings, um, uh, uh, not Hoyinson, uh Raza, and he pulls out that neuralizer thing, which you never see again um, until I, I, I oh we see it again later. I mean I know other movies I mean um, okay and and he pulls it out. And, and like this, like, oh, don't worry. And how calm and collected he is. He's not m- monologuing. He's not. He's just like, listen, buddy, you got one way. And this is it. Don't worry. It'll be gone. And just like how, like, condescending he was. And just like, like, just, just how evil that was. Just to leave this man paralyzed there with no hope. And then have his men gun down all his, uh, his their men. Um... If this man was in the Final Fantasy VII universe, he would definitely be an executive in Shinra. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but the the scene, the most chilling scene with it is when he goes to visit Tony, and he shocks him with that Nero thing. And number one, great job on the makeup people for making Tony look like dead, like on the verge of dying. Great makeup on that, um, and how he's like talking to him all like. Oh, it was me who sold you out, Tony. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Like, just like, you know, it had to be this way. And as he's using that fucking, like, whatever device to pull out the arc reactor out of his chest, it's it's so, like, there's something, like, about villains invading personal space that is just, like, I don't I don't feel safe anymore. I'm un- I'm insecure now. I would like you to not be so close to me, sir. Yeah. Um, so, like, in, in terms of that, gr- like, in terms of that great, great performance, and then he becomes the Ironmonger, and it becomes a big CGI fight. But before that, it, he definitely does a good job. Um, or even the scene with Pepper when Pepper finds out that Obadiah sold him out to the uh, the Ten Rings and that he was copying the designs for the Iron Man to build the Ironmonger. Do they call it the Ironmonger? I don't think they do, right? Uh. Um, they He only mentions uh, Ironmongers uh, off-script uh, when uh, they're talking about the arc reactor for the first time. They never explicitly call it that, Right, though. yeah. Uh, okay, that's just like, I don't know why I got the name. I know it's called the Ironmonger, but... Um, and, like... When he's like talking to Pepper, that scene was tense as Pepper was trying to hide the USB drive uh, from him. Holy shit, dude! That's me when I tried to hide my porn from my parents. <laughs> Just it's downloading. Hurry up, download. All right, bye. I gotta go to bye. Um, but and then his you know realization that uh, she knows uh, she knows that um, turning gonna turn you into the U.S. government, buddy. Um, so, uh, yeah, Obadiah is saying great, like, and it's fitting. You have two great actors 
going up against each other, and I thought they they played off each other very very well. Uh, Rhodey, as played by Terrence Howard. I like Rhodey in this movie. I'm sad that they never got Terrence Howard for the later ones. I love Don Cheadle, um, but. In this movie, I think T- Terrence Howard knocks it out of the park as the best friend that's always got Tony's back. Yeah, the best friend who's like kind of tired of your shit, but um, it it still very much uh, has your back. Um, you know, like like I said, I think my favorite scene between them is when they're on the plane and they're drinking, um, and he's like telling him like you can be better. Or right before Tony starts building the Iron Man armor, he goes to visit him at the at the hangar. And Tony started exposing him about that. And the not... Okay, listen. Some jokes don't age well. The fact that Tony made a joke about him sleeping with somebody who's transsexual. But whatever. It, like, it is what it is. Um, and, like... Um, uh, who, who was his... And he basically goes, who was his... What was his name? Um, which, listen, is funny. It was, I won't lie. I'm not going to be ashamed. It was funny. Um, and, uh, but, like, that... We've all had that happen to us at one point. That, uh, that moment of, like, trust. Like, I knew that that moment of trust they had was when they, uh... That scene when he's like, I'm working on something. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I- I'm working on something. Um... I didn't realize it until very recently, but it does, uh, warm my, uh, non-existent metal heart that, uh... Tony uh, considered Rhodey to be the conduit for his Iron Man experiment before he put himself into the suit. Like, I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah, ex- exactly. They, they they definitely do, like, think of each other. And the fact that Rhodey lied to the his own, um, uh, what, I guess he's part of the Air Force, right? The, his own Air Force commanders that Tony was in that suit. Um, you know, that's how you, they, that's, if that ain't loyalty, I don't know what is, you know? Protecting your friend's secret identity, uh, because because Tony could be tried for war crimes at that point. Yeah, right. Legit could be tried for war crimes. Um, but uh, in all, listen. To be fair, he was actually just actually fighting actually bad people versus what our government does. Anyways, um, yeah. But I think I thought very 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 good. He doesn't get too much to do other than being the best friend character and like kind of like helping Tony. But I, it just made me want more. Like see there fr- and again, Don Cheadle d- did an amazing job, and he would become the the Rhodey of the MCU, and their friendship ultimately was really really good. But I feel like I, I feel like it's like one of those what if scenarios of like, man, what if it was Terrence Howard all the way through? Very similar to another actor we're gonna talk about in the next movie, um, which is funny enough. Um, but uh, what about Pepper Potts? I'm curious what you thought about her. Uh, I think Pepper Potts is a fine uh, female foil to Tony, honestly. Uh, she doesn't do... Uh, she does a bit more than Rhodey does. Like, she's a bit more active in the plot. But personality-wise, I thought she was fine. Yeah, I, I like that. Because in, in in the comics, she is basically the, the secretary. That's what she does. Um, so, But I love the fact that, like, they, they establish, like, yes, yeah, she works for Tony Stark, but she doesn't work for Tony Stark like that. Um, like, she's her own boss and she she sets everything the only reason he even has his shit together is because of him which i really like they established that very quickly um i like her quirkiness like that that scene where he's like hey come here for a second i need you to get this art this thing out of my chest but don't touch the thing it's like like operation and she doesn't know what operation is which i'm like like what's operation it's game don't worry about it never mind just 
That's probably just another example of uh, Robert Downey Jr. out-acting uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in that Probably, movie. but it led to a hilarious scene, especially when he gets shocked and, you know, um, just her sheer panic uh, as she rips out his arc. Like, oh, you just kind of ripped out my whole heart there. Just ripped out like a trap. Yep. Oh, God, there it goes. All right. Um, but very sweet. And I, But I, I believe, like, there's a reason why, like, ultimately their, their, their marriage works uh, towards the end of the series because it starts here and you see the genesis of it here and especially that scene when uh, Tony goes to the gala and she's wearing that blue dress and they get very close but I like that they they tease it and they don't give the viewers what, what they want probably what they wanted yeah like it's left ambiguous and uh, it's not the main point of the movie true uh, but I also do like the scene where um, she comes into him coming home from uh, Golmir, and and he's like, "Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you caught me doing." Which great, <laughs> great line. Um, but like, I I kind of liked that he called her out on his on her kind of her hypocrisy that were like, "You stood by me while my my creations caused countless destruction." But now trying to save, you're going to walk out on me, you know? And and ultimately, she counters with that, like, I don't want to see you get hurt. Like, that was her argument. And uh, and he's like, and, and, and then he realizes that, like, oh, okay, you know, like, I understand. But, like, and I, I feel like they, they were good polar opposites for each other in, in, in a lot of yeah. ways. Their dynamic works, for sure. Yeah. Um, and especially the, in the humorous bit where she reminds him, you left me. Alone on that rooftop when you went to Kobe a superhero. <laughs> uh, I bet she still hung that over his head uh, the entire way through the series. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure she did. Um, and uh, all right, um, I, 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 you know, I keep forgetting. Uh, let's talk about Ho Yinsen, um, um, T- Tony's captive friend. What did you what did you think about him and his uh, f- basically being in the first act? I like Yinsen. Like. Uh, as, like, uh, the other uh, captive of the Ten Rings that is basically uh, Tony's only form of companionship in this living hell cave, um, I think he's a pretty good, um, he's a pretty good uh, companion for him. Yeah. Like, like uh, at the very end, I actually felt for him when he actually went out and, and sacrificed himself just so Tony could escape. Right. And he goes, well, you gotta see your family. He's like, my family's dead to, uh... Tony. I'm going to go see them now. It's such a great line delivery. Um, the part that gets me is when he says don't waste your life. And it, that's something that Tony still lives to, uh, to the end of the series. Right, right to the end. Right to the fucking end. Um, yeah. It, it literally, he literally got rebirthed in this movie. Um, yeah, it was, it was very good. Uh, very, very good. Again, very, very good actors that they got for this for this movie. Um, goes to show you that. But with actors comes with act, we also got good action set pieces. Um, I forgot how violent, at least for like a PG, like like how visceral the like the, the the capture scene was when he's in the cave and they're and they're yeah. waterboarding him and he's getting elect- electrocuted from the, uh, uh, the, the 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 mini arc battery that's in his chest um, and also how grotesque that looked. The uh, where Hollyanson had to hook that sh- like pulling the fucking tube out of his nose. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, but I forgot how like visceral like it was, and they did a great job of like 
you know, showing, like, again, we have no idea what exactly, and I, God, I hope I never do, what it's like being taken captive by a, a Middle Eastern terrorist, but fuck, if that's not the closest thing we'll get to it, it felt, it felt like something you're going to get in, like, in a popcorn superhero movie, like, like, when you, and when you think about, like, I remember how controversial that was, and, like, how, like, that, and then the uh, action sequence where he goes to Gomira, like, all people like, how is he doing this? He's just like, no, bro, he's just fighting bad guys, you know? They're fictional bad guys. Um, but that whole escape sequence with the Mark I was so badass. It's so fucking cool. I like the Mark I as a concept. Like, it had, it's big and bulky, and it has flamethrowers on its hands. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I love, like, the like the the reveal to it, the anticipation to seeing the Iron Man armor. Um, they love doing this shit. We're like, how can we... And you'll see this as we go on. How, what is the coolest way... We can show off the new Iron Man armor, and you have the the whole the whole cave literally powers down because it's sucking all this power, and then the fucking door he pounds through the door, and then you fucking see it, and like it's like oh it's going to town, and yeah, there's some like weird either that or being shrouded in darkness just to be unveiled by gunfire. Oh, so good! It was so good, um, and then and then escaping via jetpack, and then crash landing in the most hilarious way possible. Um, ah! Tony has Robert Downey Jr. has like the best like off-screen yells. They're great. Yeah, right. he does. Uh, he should consider doing voice acting. Uh, although he did for the game, I think. Right? Didn't he voice act for the Iron Man game? Maybe. Uh, Shit, I've never seen the games. It's they're bad. Don't play them. They're bad. I, that's all yeah, I know they're, about they're them. They're bad. Um, but um, I, well, I, I besides action sequences, we'll talk about Gomir in a second. But I. Bro, the first time he puts on the Mark III, oh my god. Ta- like, it's all CGI, right? Which, uh, no, no, no. The first time he puts on the, he's like, right before he tests out the Mark II. And it's just the silver one. Uh, and it's like, you, that camera's panning around, you see all the rivets and it's moving. Bro, I love that shit. That is porn to me for the MCU. Yeah. Like, I love seeing how shit works in movies. Even if it's obviously fake looking. Right. Like, I just love just seeing, like, the whirs and gizmos on stuff like this. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, and obviously, as we get further along, he becomes... I love that, actually, it would be a Tony Stark thing for him to do to simplify the process of getting his armor on. But I love... I won't... There's something about that first where he has to stand there, he has to stretch his arms out, almost like a Leonardo da Vinci painting, and have... It's kind of like a Power Ranger suit. Kind of, where it's like the close-ups, you see the... I, I love that they made it make... Like, if you think about it, it doesn't work. But they made it look believable enough for, like, how this the rivets turn in this way, and, and the latches on this way, and then the arc that goes here. And then you have that great moment where the faceplate clanks down, and you have that great sound effect. Conk. Um, it's so good. It's such a good suit-up sequence. It's so badass. It's, it's really fucking good. Um, and also, that suit looks really, really good. It, it helps um, uh, that... Um, it helps that, like, it's actually there versus, like, as we get into, I think, like, maybe even Avengers at earliest. Like, it starts to be more CGI, but uh, the suit's just so good and bulky. I love how yeah. bulky it is. I remember seeing uh, Tony uh, flying with the Mark II for the first time, and every time I see this scene, I think to myself, I want one. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I have, actually have an Iron Man figure that I'm holding in my hand. It's not the movie version. It's almost like... 
like what the movie like an like uh, the car the comic version of what the movie version was, and I just love how sleek it looks and that hot rod metal um, uh, red is so good. Um, everything about it was was just such a cool. That's how you know your movie's hype when people get excited for the suit up sequence. You know, yeah, for sure. like. There isn't much of the suit in this movie. I think there's like a cumulative 15 minutes of um, all the suits uh, in the entire film. But when it's on screen, it's cool as shit. Oh, for sure. Um, and then, speaking of most of the screen time, is Golmira. And while it's not... Like, obviously, future MCU movies would um, uh, surpass it, but what a thrilling sequence, right? Yeah, this scene is so cool. Because uh, we learn, Tony learns that they have the Jericho missile that he built, to, and he they basically used it to attack a home city. I love like it shows you how versatile Iron the Iron Man armor is when like, all those people have the, the them hostage. So he goes out those little stinger missiles that um, that take them out without uh, just firing repulsor blasts at the bad guys. I'll I'll never forget over I'll I'll never get over the shot where the tank shoots at him. He sway dodges it and then shoots the tank and then. Bad guys, good guy, badasses don't look at don't look at explosions. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Yeah, it's so sick. Um, it's it's so badass. I I and then there's a point where like he finds the dude who like was torturing him in the movie, busts through the wall like Terminator style. Is like he just and he leaves it to the people. Is like he's all yours. Um, it's so fucking sick. Um, and then you have like the the like Iron Man versus the U.S. government for like five minutes. Where he's like flying, and he—I think he gets like a—he goes sonic, like he—he he breaks the sound barrier for a bit. Yeah, he goes supersonic for a moment. There. Yeah, that was that was super sick. Uh, it was just so cool to see, like, because at that point, the mo- only flying superhero we had seen was was Superman, which you know, granted, it had been done, and that was cool. But just to see something somewhat different, you know, with like how the gear, how everything worked, um, it, it yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Batman, where uh, uh, he doesn't really have superpowers, but the practicality makes him super in his own way. Exactly. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap this up by talking about, uh, first off, the, the final battle between Obadiah and um, and Tony. Now, I want to remind you, Tyler, that the MCU had a bad reputation of people hating their finales, the the, the final boss, the, the, basically the, the, the final fights for these. Do you believe... Um. Uh, that 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 holds up true. Um, as someone who marathoned uh the bulk of the Marvel Cinematic Universe up until Infinity War, uh, I saw the first six movies back to back, and I was thinking to myself, "Wow, all these finales just kind of bleed together, don't they?" So yeah, I'm kind of on that boat, but in terms of story, um, I think it works on its own. But the fight isn't great. Uh, like, it could have been much better. Right. It's a lot of tossing. A lot. I mean, I do love the moment where he flies up to space and he basically calls. It's a nice callback to the freezing moment where Obadiah didn't take that to an account. Um, and he and he bonks him on the head. I'll never get over that bonk. And then he, down goes the Ironmonger. Um, and, uh, but it is kind of just like whatever, especially once uh, you get above it. But you do. Bro, okay, here's real talk. So this is how crazy... And thirsty people were for like Avengers shit. I remember videos 
of when the arc reactor blows up and sends like that huge lightning into the sky. Bro, I remember theory videos. We were like, that's how Thor gets here. Because I think they had announced that they were going to do Thor. Wow. I remember they had announced they were going to do Thor and Captain America shortly after this, right? Or maybe not, like after Hulk. And I remember people posting videos. This is how Thor gets acknowledged because, and funny enough, there's going to be another Thor mission when we talk about Hulk. Where, like, because the, the thundercloud, and, like, obviously bullshit, right? But it, that's how thirsty people were for this movie in, in the MC, in the early days of the MCU. Um, but, yeah, I'll agree with you. It, it's, it's okay. It gets the job done. It's serviceable. Um, you know, great visual at the end. Um, but, uh, possibly the best way to end the movie was that press conference. Yes. That pre- the press conference scene is so fucking cool. Like, it is the most memorable scene in the movie bar none. Oh, for sure. You know, where he's like, I, I, I don't want to insinuate that you, I'm a superhero. And of course, he's just, I love how he's trying, like, well, like, he has this way of acting flustered, but extremely charismatic at the same time. It's so strange. Um, and, and he goes, the truth is... He goes against the cue cards, exactly. which is something Tony Stark would Of course, do. At, I am Iron Man. And then, boom, movie ends. Love it. I And of course, that, how fitting that... The, oh God, um getting teary-eyed just thinking about it. And we're still nine, 21 movies away. Um, like, just, just, just that I, I am Iron Man, and then just the cool, into the cool... Um, uh, it credits such a fucking, like, fuck yeah, I want to watch it again! Um, kind of ride. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. it was so good. But, we we do have a post credit scene to talk about. Yes, we do. And I had no idea this existed back in 2008. No, I, I didn't either. I remember, I remember my dad had seen it before me, and he told me, son, you're gonna want to stay to the end. I'm like, okay. Um, I can do that. And we and we did, uh, and I did, and uh, and I was, and I remember Tony coming in, you know, welcome home, sir. And I'm like, wait, what's going on? And I remember freaking out that it was Sam Jackson as Nick Fury. So I'm gonna give you a history lesson real quick, Tyler. Okay. Um, so, uh, do you know why Sam Jackson was Nick Fury? Um. Wasn't it because uh, Nick Fury in the Ultimate Comics was uh, modeled after Samuel? Correcto mundo. So I, that's how I knew it was instantly Nick Fury, uh, because it was Sam Jackson. I went, oh my god, that's Nick Fury. I didn't even say it was Sam Jackson. I was like, oh my god, that's Nick Fury. And and he's like, who are you? And he goes, oh, or or, or like, and he goes, uh, it's like, uh, Tony Stark. Uh, you think you're the only superhero in the universe? Um, you just stepped into a bigger whereas, universe. You just no, don't yeah. know it yet. Which. Again, we had not... I don't think they had said any... I don't think Marvel had said anything about making other movies at the time. And, um... And he go, And then he goes, I want to... And he goes... And he basically... He says that, icon, that iconic line, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Boom! That's it. And... I bet people in the theaters would have freaked their bro, shit if they stayed this long. I, I remember... Look, I remember... A few collective... Because, <gasps> like... Are they at? Because the question was, especially what we saw with like the DC Cinematic Universe, like, are they going to do it? Are they actually going to do it? Um, wait, is it actually happening? And then they, like, they get announced like the next week that like both Captain America and Thor movies are in production, as well as as well as the Avengers are in production, or like will ha- will are, are going to happen. So it's like, whoa! Um, I I remember being like, this is actually happening. This is actually I like. 
I wanted to watch the movie again just to hear him say, I want to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. Yeah, it's so good. Like, like the idea that, wait, 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 we're getting an Avengers movie? And, and it didn't even cross my mind the fact that, like, wait, an Avengers movie? Not not like a, an Iron Man with the Avengers, no, an Avengers movie! Um, which which blew my mind, uh, and blew everyone's mind. Um, which I really can't wait to talk about Avengers, in all honesty. I, I really can't wait. Um, but, uh... We'll get there eventually. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get there in about five weeks, in about a month. Okay, um... Uh, alright, I, I think we've said all that needs to be said about Iron Man 1. Um, would you, would you agree? I would say so, yeah. Alright. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the drawing board. How many arc reactors out of five do you give Iron Man 1? I will give Iron Man 1 four unibeams out of five. Like, this is a really entertaining origin story and a great start to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., is the heart and soul of this movie, and he is um, one of the best parts about it, bar none. Like, I don't think this movie would work as well without him, in all honesty. Everyone else is great, too. There's great characterization, great action... Uh, great dialogue. It's just a fun movie from start to finish, even if you don't account all the stuff that comes later. Like, it's just a fun superhero movie, man. Uh, I'm going to give it a five, five arc reactors out of five. Uh, still one of the best Origins, mov- Origins movie. And you don't even need the caveat of the MCU to, like, watch it. It's just something you could watch on its own and just enjoy and love and granted yeah you could complain about there's only 15 minutes of iron man but you also get a lot of um a lot of tony stark um which is which is great and and the cast is so great um it's they're all it's all so great everything just beat for beat there's not a dull moment in this movie Great villain, maybe not a great finale. It's probably the one knock I have against it. But even then, that that's how strong I think the rest of the movie is, is that it doesn't affect my enjoyment of it. Um, all right, so I think that's going to do it for this time. Uh, we are going to wrap this up. We are on to the second part of Phase 1 of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Infinity Saga. Next week, Tyler, what are we watching? Are we getting a little green next time? Yep, we sure are. Um, probably green, either with envy or anger, uh, depending on how you look at it. It is the only movie in this lineup that isn't on Disney+, Plus, by the way, so good luck hunting this down if you're watching these along with us. Next week, we'll be tackling uh, the 2008 movie, The Incredible Hulk. Iggy Smash! We'll see you all next week, puny humans. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave! With a box of scraps!